your environment could literally either make you or break you, right? And the reason why I say that, because it can either motivate you to do better. Like my environment, it got bad and toxic where it motivated me to do better, mm-hmm. right? And I had to decide to make a decision or that environment could, hope, could literally just make you worse. Like you're going to be stuck in that environment. So for me, it motivated me. You know what? I need to get out of it. So once I was going to I said, I can't stay in Miami. I got to leave because mm-hmm. the environment is too crazy to the point where I had to cut people off. Like some people, what messed them up and keep them broke Right. Like real talk is because they don't know how to cut people off. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They don't know how to cut ties because, you know, they always say the saying, show me your friends. I'm going to show you your future. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if you hang around a whole bunch of people that ain't doing nothing, that's successful. You're going to be that fifth person and broke. Right. But if you hang around people like yourself, like mm-hmm. myself, that's successful, that's thinking about business, talking business. How can we make a business play mm-hmm. right now? You feel me? Mm-hmm. Then you're going to be successful. You're going to be rich unemployed like you mm-hmm. unemployed you know what I'm saying so <laughs> that, that line sounds so cliche but it's so true man like people would say like oh man you, you hang around seven millionaires you be the eighth or whatever and people always say that and it's like is that really true no that is very very true because let's say if you hang around seven scammers you know if, if the conversation is always about scamming and spending money and, on designers and, and having sex with women all day that's what your reality is going to be 100 but if i'm hanging around with a bunch of entrepreneurs and all we're talking about is how he just made a million dollars in a day or something like that like yeah my, my brain is gonna start sparking like well how the hell can i make a million dollars a day that's instead it. of scamming and designer or whatever you know that's what I'm saying? It. The, the lower quality people are thinking that's it so that's that it it's true yeah so so that's the reality so i have to think like you know what like you know, one thing I, I would think about, man, in order for my output, my outside surrounding to change, I got to change my input. Yeah. I got to change what I'm listening to. I got to change who I'm hanging around with. I got to change, like, the type of conversations I'm having, you know yeah. what I'm saying, in order for my output to change. So um, I just cut people off. Like, my homeboys, when I was in Tampa, they hit me up. Hey, can you, because, you know, the scene I was going to college and I was working, you know, on college campus. Like, hey, can you get some you know, information for me and such and such. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I hold the phone, bro. <laughs> you know what that means. You know what that means. <laughs> myself in two words rich and unemployed these stones cost two birds let it count it when she bored deposit hit chicks clearing ace nothing void i know that ain't my ex calling null and void where we going money going up all right welcome to the rich and unemployed podcast i'm your host jonathan dupaton I'm going to say Jonathan Dupaton because we got another Haitian in the building. Um, before we get started, make sure you guys check out the Patreon for exclusive content. Make sure you guys check out the website for the merch, www.richemployee.net. And uh, yeah, we're here. We got a very special guest. New game on Aisian Donkaila. New la, new la. Okay, go ahead and introduce yourself, buddy. What up, what up, what up? This is Eugene. Uh, you guys can follow me on all platforms, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, from Miami, I live in Tampa now. Tampa pays me, but Miami raised me. Miami raised me. So, well, the first question I have to ask you, are you rich and unemployed? Yes. Uh, rich mentally, spiritually, physically. I'm trying to tell you. I love that. I love that. Uh, so what do you do? Um, I'm in the Airbnb space. Airbnb. You know? um, now, Airbnb has multiple avenues. Which one do you like specialize in? I would say more of the corporate rental side. Mm-hmm. I have a lot, a lot of corporate clients, travel professional, travel nurses, things like that. Corporate. What is the difference between the corporate and regular? Regular. So the regular people, usually they come for like vacation, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, stay for a little bit. Corporate mm-hmm. clients are there for like business, work. So they're typically there for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And they're just for business. You don't got to worry about them trying to do parties and none of that. Uh, yeah. Major issue. Um, do you have to even use the Airbnb platform when you 
dealing with these clients? Uh, no, not necessarily. Uh-huh. You know, but what I do is I, I leverage Airbnb, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, for the marketing aspect and then grab them, take them off the platform, mm-hmm. do a direct booking with them, mm-hmm. and then we invoice them through our uh, QuickBooks system. Got you. Okay, so all right, let's break this down for anybody that doesn't know what Airbnb is, never done Airbnb. I'm pretty sure everybody didn't rented an Airbnb before, but for the people that don't know, what is Airbnb? So Airbnb, you know, is a, is a marketing platform. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? The industry itself is called short-term rental, and mm-hmm. it's been around for decades. And the crazy part about it was I was exposed to short-term rental, I want to say about maybe like five, six years ago. Yeah. Right? So I was in the financial services industry, and then um, I tapped into going to like networking events, and mm-hmm. I was connected with somebody. She was in that networking event. What we would do, we'll meet up once a week, we'll pass referrals. I'm like, hey, look, I got a client, so I need this. I'll pass them off to you. You break me off in the back and whatever the case may be, we meet up every week. And one lady was like, nah, I don't need no leads. Mm-hmm. I don't need no referrals. I'm good. And she's like, I do short-term housing, right? I never knew what it was, but she's mm-hmm. like, I don't need no referrals. I'm good. I'm good. So I'm like, man, she must make a lot of money. You know, until I got into the game and I realized she was in the short-term rental industry, mm-hmm. she had well over, I want to say, 150 properties. So she was probably making a million dollars a month. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized, okay, this industry is very lucrative mm-hmm. and then that's what I began taking it seriously. But it's short-term rental. Airbnb is like a marketing platform, like Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. LinkedIn, social media of it marketing. But the industry itself is called short-term rental. Mm-hmm. And, okay, how long have you been doing? Oh, we've been doing it for three years. Three years. Okay, so I, I did Airbnb back in 2016. And um, this is when, like, nobody was really doing it. Um, yeah. And I, I put it on Airbnb on Valentine's Day, the first night, I got $500. And I was like, yo, Dang. Dang. <laughs> yo, people, people want to pay me for my apartment. And that's when I really got into it. And I really wanted to scale it, but I had a break where I went to prison, so I couldn't. Mm. So was your goal to, to do what she did, to make to, to have 100 and some properties? It, it, it wasn't, you know, when I first got into it, mm-hmm. but I was looking for a way to kind of diversify my money, right? And um, I've been an entrepreneur for like over 10 years, mm-hmm. right? So I've always been looking for a way to diversify my money. I can remember like the first couple of years in business, like I'll just blow the money I get, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I'm broke. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? <laughs> I'm broke. And then I start understanding I got to diversify my money, invest into different things. So at one point, you know, um, I owned, me and my wife owned a multifamily. We own like a duplex, right? Mm-hmm. And we'll collect rent once a month, but our profit will only be $500 or $400 after we pay the mortgage. Yeah. And I'm like, man, this ain't no money. Mm-hmm. And then if something breaks, guess who's responsible? The landlord. I'm mm-hmm. responsible. I got to fix mm-hmm. the bathroom. I got to fix this. I got to mm-hmm. fix this. So I started thinking, like, what can I put my money into where I can make a quick return, a, big, a bigger bag, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And then it's less headaches. Mm-hmm. So when I tapped into it, I'm like, all right, well, this could be a good little side hustle. But then when I seen how lucrative it was, when I first got into it, um, I want to say, like, a couple of our first bookings were around spring break. So we had some people come from up north, yeah. come down to Tampa, Florida. And one girl from like New York or something, she stayed for like two months and that payout was like 11000 Damn. And then, you know, you know what? I said, 11000 I'm not even going to blow it. I'm going to put it back into the business. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find another unit, another property, mm-hmm. roll it back into the business and yes, let it grow. Should. And that's how we, we grew the business and it, it just blew up from there. When you say lucrative, how lucrative are we talking? It could get very lucrative, right? Um, you could have some months where you do 20, 30, 50000 mm-hmm. you know, a month. So I told people it was a way you could literally compress how much you make a year and make it into the month. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, what I always tell people, a lot of people get into the game, right? It's like, all right, well, it hit a certain season of the year. It's not as busy. It's not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But most people don't really understand how business works. You're not right. always going to have a high. Right, right, like right. a stock or right, a crypto right. is not always going to be high. You're going to mm-hmm. have those lows, mm-hmm. right? 
So that's the same thing when it comes to the Airbnb business. Any business will have some lows, mid-seasons, but it get very lucrative because you could 10x what you make in regular rent. You know, I see some payouts, and I'm going to show you one of my mentee payouts. She got a payout like $17,000. Mm-hmm. So instead of her spots for like a month, she got to pay out for 17K. Mm-hmm. And her mortgage for her place was only 5K. So she banked 10,000 of one property in one month. Wow. Wow. Okay. What properties are you scouting for? Like what properties are you typically going for? Is it like multifamily? Is it one bedroom, two bedrooms? Which one is it? Yeah. So it's a, it's a combination of both. So I look for two bedroom, three bedrooms, and I look for houses. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, typically when you have like a two bedroom, you're going to have more people that probably like want to stay there compared to like a one bedroom. Sometimes some people stay in one bedroom, but yeah. it's more lucrative to do a two bedroom mm-hmm. apartment or a three bedroom apartment. Um, the other thing we also do is we do houses as well because mm-hmm. that's lucrative because you may have a family that need to stay there temporarily, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe they're traveling or they're relocated from a different state. So that's one thing that we do. Like mm-hmm. we had someone stay at one of our, our properties was a house for like two months. So we don't just focus on that regular person I want to stay for two, three days. We're looking for people that need a little bit longer term stay, right? We mm-hmm. call that long-term stay. So people that's displacement. So we use another platform, not another platform, but another method where we could get insurance, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Payout. So basically you could partner with um, companies that place displaced families. Like let's say someone's house got burned out. Mm-hmm. They need a place to stay temporarily until everything get fixed up or they move to another place. So we partner with a company called AL Solution, ALE Solutions mm-hmm. where now what we could do is we could become a vendor for them. So if they have a family that's displaced or someone need temporary housing, maybe the house is getting renovated, yeah. they can stay with us. And typically houses work good for that platform because typically it's like a family. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Um, how much does the rent... Okay, this, this is my strategy, right? Um, I would typically look for apartments, two bedroom, three bedrooms, around the range of... Maybe two grand. Yeah, that's a sweet spot. About a, yeah. Yeah, that's a sweet and spot. And then how would, how would I would do the math to make my money back would be I would try to make the money back in 10 days. So let's just say the rent is 1800 I'm going to charge $180 a night times mm-hmm. 10. So mm-hmm. I can try to make the rent back in 10 days and then the rest is 20 days. It's profit. Right. So what's, is that your same strategy? Yeah, similar strategy. Yeah, mm-hmm. so the sweet spot for us, like when it's like two, three bedroom apartments, like 2000 That's the yeah. sweet spot. Right. Because now let's say you charge 200 a night. Mm-hmm. Right. And hypothetically, let's say you get booked for a full month. If that's the case, that's not, that don't always happen. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're going to double your money, but the rent is at a good price where you can still make profit. So that's typically right, right, the same right, strategy right, right, that we right. use. So uh-huh. we always look for something It's like rinse and repeat. If it mm-hmm. works, we're doing the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's a strategy we use as well. OK. Now, do you what is your strategy when it comes to uh, talking to landlords about it? Because, you know, they got apartment buildings, they got. Um, homeowners, what 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 is your pitch to try to get these people to allow you? Yeah. Okay. That's a great question. And what I like to say is a lot of times people think like, you know, obviously you want to pitch, right? But a lot of people think like, I'm going to pitch them and try to convince them, uh-huh. right? And let me use their property to do Airbnb. Or I'm going to go behind their back and just let them know I'm going to rent it under my personal name, but I'm actually doing it for Airbnb. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We all heard of those stories, right? And what you want to think about is like, how can I make this a win-win situation? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's a win for the landlord or the property management company, whoever, mm-hmm. and it's a win for me, mm-hmm. right? So that's what I think about. So when I approach like a, a landlord, I'll let them know, hey, look, well, you want $1,500 a month for rent for your spot. If I did my research and my due diligence and I know I can make a killing on that property, mm-hmm. I could, let's say the rent is 1500 I know I can make an extra $4,000 in profit on that house. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the landlord, you want 1500 
here's what I'm going to do. I do short-term rental. I have a company. I have an LLC, right? And I want to use this property to do short-term rental. We market on different platforms, Airbnb. We have our own direct booking website. What I would do, I'll also offer you extra on top of what you want for rent. And that's what I did to the landlord. They wanted 1500 I said, you know what? Make it even better. If you allow me to do it, I'll give you extra $200 on top of what you want monthly. Mm-hmm. I already did my numbers. I know I could charge $300 a night on the house. Yeah. It's a win for the landlord, it's a win for me, mm-hmm. and it's a win for anyone that's staying there. So that's how I kind of approach them, and that's to be direct with them. Let them know this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I have a short-term rental company, I have an LLC. If anything breaks, insurance will kick in, they'll cover it. You don't have to worry about that. So now they're happy to get their, their money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm happy, I'm making money, and the guest that's staying there is winning. Now, has that always been your strategy, uh, to always be upfront about it, or did you try to go the... the- yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I tried. I, I first thought about it. I ain't going to lie to you. Like, I thought about it, and I did a lot of research before I got into the game because I heard those horror stories. I'm like, man, maybe I should just put on my personal name, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and then try to do it behind the back. But I heard horror stories. I'm like, man, I ain't trying to get kept with that bill, right? Mm-hmm. Because you got to pay the four-term or yeah. a year lease of the rent for the year. And I'm like, man, how can I do it the right way? So I'll start researching and learning and tapping into different classes and just teaching myself and learning how to learn how to do it, which is leverage like a corporate lease. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what? I already had an LLC. I had an old corporation. So I said, let me call around. And I just did the work. A lot of times people don't want to do the work, right? So I said, you know what? Let me do the work. I already had another stream of income. So what I did was I made a list of locations like apartments mm-hmm. um, in my city. I made a list of like maybe 20 or 30. And what I did was call each of them. Hey, look, do you allow corporate lease? And they say, no, bet, no pressure. On to the next. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And my mentality mm-hmm. always been like this since I was like, I want to say younger. is like, I don't care if I get a note. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's like if you you out and about and you talk to a chick and you try to get a number, she's like, nah, mm-hmm. you ain't gonna be butt hurt about it. You gonna, all right, cool, I'm going to the next person. Yeah, yeah. That's it. So that's how it was when I was calling. They said, nah, you can't do it. No pressure. I'm going to the next person. So I got that one yes. So I want to say maybe after like 10, 11 phone calls, one place said yes. You can actually do it. And it was around that time, like kind of around the pandemic time, before around the pandemic time where it was like, hey, we need people to rent. It was like, yeah, you could do it. I'm like, all right, can I do a tour? I want to do a tour? I'm like, all right, I like this spot. Can I do it? Can I do it here? Like, yeah. There was like, how many you want? Uh, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, how many can I get? Uh, There's like, uh, show me proof of income that you got money coming in. So I gave them big statements like, hey, you could qualify for three units. Uh, I'm like, bet say less. So we, we ran it and I say staggered. Let me get one this month. I'm going to make profit. I get the furniture to put, get the other one set up. So I yeah, say staggered it month by month. Gotcha. And they did it like that. So that's how I got into it. Once I found that one spot that told me Ooh. yes. I never had that. Never, <laughs> never, never been that lucky. I've always, I never asked. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> I never asked. And let me tell you, listen, all of them were never successful. <laughs> um, either they found out uh, someone did something done by going to the leasing office, like, hey, I'm yeah. here for Airbnb. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'd be like, why would you, <laughs> out of all the things you could have said, you're going to say Airbnb. They go to the leasing office or the, the neighbors that hate on me. It'll be so much anxiety and stress trying to hide it mm-hmm. that, man, I gave up, honestly. I yeah. mean, because I didn't know a pitch, because every time I would call around, they'd be like, mm-hmm. no, nope. So soon as you mentioned Airbnb. Yeah, yeah, like, hell, they're like, nah, hell, nah, nah, hell nah. Airbnb. You ain't doing anything. Like, hell, nah, you ain't <laughs> like, doing Airbnb. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Because what happened is the negative, like, the negative thought about it, like, yeah. parties, people smoking, that's drinking, that, about, that's what yeah. they think about. But mm-hmm. when you approach them like professional, matter, hey, look, I'm a professional company, we do short term rental. You know, I guess we're maintaining property and things yeah. like that. Like, all right, cool. Because think about it. The apartments, they just want to get their rent money. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because the occupancy rate, like if they have low occupancy, they're trying to fill it up. Yeah. yeah. Right? So they're just trying to get their rent money. They don't want no headaches. So mm-hmm. you approach them that matter. Hey, look, well, 
I'm looking to take a few you in. If you give me one, I may get later one down the line. Now I just start thinking, you know what? This person could help us fill up our occupancy. Mm. So now that's how I kind of think about it. I put myself in their shoes. But but one thing I can say is like it in those failures, you still make money. Yeah, yeah. Right? Sure. But even then, you learn, like, you know what? Well, I know how to do it the right way. If mm. ever I weren't to run that play again, you feel me? Mm-hmm. I know how to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. And that's how it is in life. You're gonna make mistakes, you're gonna bump your head, do it the wrong way. Like, yeah. my. Now I know how to do it the right way. Mm. What did you have any in Miami? I have one in Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, I got one in Fort Lauderdale. I was like, I, know, I was hesitant about because I'm from Miami. Yeah. You know how people get down to Miami. Like, oh, Miami, sure. they, get, they get down. Yeah. People go to Miami to party. I was kind of hesitant. Like, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to do Miami because Tampa was good. And then um, I said, let me get something close. So we, we got something in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, I know Miami, they just really strict on the buildings out there. You have to get like a house, townhouse or something. But mostly all the buildings, they are restricting Airbnb. Yeah. It's just the, just the people. But, but then again, like a lot of you know, cities, a lot of people getting worried about like regulations and things like that. But once you understand politics and all that, it's all about money. Yeah. It's all about money because they mm-hmm. want to find a way to tax it. Hey, look, you need to get this license. What do mm-hmm. you got to do? You got to pay a fee. You mm-hmm. got to do application, get everything set up and do what? Pay a fee. Mm-hmm. So it's all business. So how do you control the one in for a lot of the, is this all remote? You just get a, a manager business? A property manager? Yeah. So we have someone that manages it. So we have like VAs. That's one thing I, you know, what I teach uh-huh. with what we do. So we actually, uh, we actually have a five day ch- Airbnb challenge that we're doing. And we teach basically how to get your unit, mm-hmm. how to set it up, how to get business funding to get your first Airbnb, and then how to automate the process. Mm-hmm. So you're not always working in the business. You're going to put some work in, but you have a way just to kind of step back and have everything run on autopilot. So we have like a, a VA where they like a property management and virtual mm-hmm. desk where they handle all the guest communications, set up the cleanings and all of that. So that's how we run all the units right now. You know what I'm saying? So that's another issue I had too. <laughs> man, um, I tried to hire uh, like my sister or somebody yeah, 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 to yeah, manage yeah. stuff for me, man. And man, listen, tragedy. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know about the, the VA play. I didn't know about the virtual assistant. Yeah. And that, that thinking about it, it'll make it 10 times easier because now my hands is off, and I'm pretty sure they're going to be on top of their game. That's it. That's it. So that, that's how we ran it. So it's creating that system. So we have a system for everything. You know, for me, my, my thing is how can I create a system for everything where it's automated mm. and it can run smooth? You're going to have some mistakes happen. So for me, systems stand for save yourself time, energy, and money. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to save money. I'm trying to save time and make money. Mm-hmm. So when I create a system, so we have a VA, we have a cleaning team. And they all communicate and coordinate. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes they may reach out. This about pricing, whatever the case may be, but they typically run everything. Do you, um, you keep like standard departments, I would assume, if they're just going to be like nurses and uh, people that's probably staying long term. It's not like you're trying to put a design into it or a theme. Because some people, like, well, I did, I did themes like color yeah. walls and Chanel houses. And yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So what we do, we decorate it nicely. So we get, you know, we put like wallpapers, yeah. different things like that. We make it nice. We spice it up, have like a, a color theme to it, though. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, we do like a color theme to it, though, to make it, make it different, make it stand out. And that's one thing, like now, because a lot of people get into the game. Because when you first got into it, you was probably doing like 500 a night, mm. right? But now the price may be a little bit different because you got mm. other competitors, right? people that's in the game. So you got to think, how can I stand out from the rest? So what we do, we try to get creative mm-hmm. um, with the spot, but also the location. So some of our spots we have near, like in Tampa, is near the military base, military Air Force base. Mm-hmm. So now sometimes we get military professionals. They're there for a month, two months at a time, and they pay up front. So just really getting creative with it, with the location, how you decorate it, you know what I'm saying, who you partner with. And I even teach my, uh, my mentees, I teach them, hey, look, we'll reach out to hospitals, and ask them, how can they get on their vendor list? Because ever since the pandemic, all the travel nurses, they've been traveling. Mm-hmm. The hospital has been short-staffed, and it just became a thing of travel nurses just traveling. They make more money, 
And they don't want to stay in a hotel for two months, three right. months. They'd rather stay, you know what, a nice Airbnb, they feel cozy. Mm-hmm. They just go there to sleep, work, go out on the weekend sometimes, and that's it. So we, we focus on location and then setting up nicely. Never thought about a vendor list at a hospital. How do you think of that one? <laughs> <laughs> I guess taking it to the next level. Um, how many properties do you have? To manage 50. 50? Yeah. All in Tampa? Uh, they're all over. Most of them, most of them in Tampa. We have some in Orlando, Tampa, and then one in Fort Lauderdale. So all in Florida? Yeah, Florida. Damn. And you are hands off with all of this stuff. Yeah, we, we oversee some stuff, communicate with the, like the VA team, the cleaning team and things like that, uh-huh. and order supplies and whatever needed. So we kind of oversee everything. Yeah, but I'm hands off. I don't, I don't like like this. I'm the type of person that hands on. I like to set stuff up. Yeah. My wife helps out with the business too. So she, you know, do all the back end stuff. But for me, like, I don't like to be the text back and forth and all mm-hmm. of that, communicate. So I'm going to be hands off. I set up one time and I'm out. Mm. I like seeing the money, <laughs> the money get deposited. That's it. Pay out. That's it. That's it. Pay out. That's it. So like, let me show you. So this is actually one of my my mentee payouts. So if you look, so when people say it it, is dead, ain't no money. This Mm -hmm. is a payout that my mentee got. It was five ninety seven a night, thirty nights, twenty three thousand. You know, Airbnb take their fee, and she was left. She got like seventeen k, seventeen thousand. Then you know we charge a co hosting fee because we we co hosted for her, and that's it. So she. So you basically ran. You running her. Her account for it? Yeah. Oh. So we run it. We have our team do everything. Easy. Easy. As, when you say location, um, are you typically trying to get by the airport? What beaches? Some, some, by, by the water sometimes. Sometimes by the beach, near the beach. But um, sometimes by the, not always by the airport, you know, because it, you really want to have stuff that's near like things that's going on, like maybe restaurants. So we have mm-hmm. some stuff that's like downtown. Mm-hmm. A lot of our units is like downtown Tampa. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of stuff that's going on over there. It's near the hospital. Um, a lot of people come there for business. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Business meeting, whatever the case may be. And then we'll get some stuff that's in like uh, West Shore, Tampa, kind of by the water, like maybe 20, 30 minutes away from the beach. Now, let's say, for example, you did someone rented it from Airbnb. What do you do in a situation where someone is throwing a party um, with a lot of people, music? What do you do? Knock on wood. I never had <laughs> that type of the party situation. Damn. Um, that we, three years? Nah. Never had a party situation. Um, and, you know, I think this is because the way we kind of set it up. Like, most of our units are like nice condos and things like that. So, never think about doing a party. And then we put this in the rules. Don't do it. If you do it, you're going to get charged a fine. We're going to keep your booking money. We're going to cancel the reservation. Um, but we did have some crazy stuff happen, right? I had uh, someone get in an argument, they punched a hole in the wall. Mm. You know saying? People's gonna smoke in the unit. You know, little stuff like that. Mm. One crazy scenario we had, we had like two times it happened, like the little baby kids broke the windows. <laughs> the baby kids. <laughs> <laughs> they, they broke the windows. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So we had like little situations like that, but no, no house parties. This was my last Airbnb, right? The last situation that happened. They was cool with me doing the play there. And then um, they were warm me though, like, yo, listen, these Cause I had like a a, a, a lit unit. I would yeah, say. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they would call me about parties. Like, yo, your, your guests keep having these parties. I'm like, All right, I'm coming, coming down. I put cameras up, try to stop it. Then one day, somebody tried it again. They said right. they called me the next morning. Was like, hey, listen, <laughs> you got to leave. I was like, damn, what happened? They were like, <laughs> they were like, well, um, one person went to jail. No, Dang. 13 people went to jail. One person got stabbed. The police car got ran over. Oh, we just had enough. You got that's go. crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. I said, hey. man, I'm I'm done with Airbnb, bro. I didn't I didn't been through it all, bro. <laughs> this was in Atlanta. Yeah, this was right oh, down wow. the street. 
Wow. Right down the street. Yeah. That that was like my last run. With yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard some crazy stories, you know, but yeah, we, we never lock on We never had no, no parties or anything like that. But mm-hmm. you know, the minor damage or whatever, so. And you say your wife helps you with the business? Mm-hmm. She doesn't do anything else? No, she's a, she's a real estate agent, too. She's a realtor. Oh, wow. So you don't buy any properties? Nah. We had one. I end up, you know, it just, it just became a hassle. We had one multifamily, but nah, we don't buy no properties. We do the rental arbitrage. When did when you save more money by buying a property? Nah. I mean, it, it just depends. Mm-hmm. Because with doing the rental arbitrage, basically, you just pay the rent. You get it furnished. Mm-hmm. When you buy a property, you got to put a down payment. So it could cost a lot of money to really get in the game. And it may take some time for you to see your money. Mm-hmm. But I think, and I always say this all the time, I think both is good. Because when you own the property, it's an asset that you have. So you always could cash out, refinance it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but with rental arbitrage, you got little money involved like in that unit. But you have high profit in return. Mm-hmm. So that's why we like to rental arbitrage. Do you add in, like, a, do, you put, do you add on things like a car or, like, I've heard people like you could add on a whip a car to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could probably do like cars. But for me, one thing I learned like in business is like not trying to do too many things. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like kind of focus on one thing. So I know some people like they will try to do Turo and then Airbnb together. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like it's hard for them to manage it because you're, you're, you're doing two different things, you know? Not saying you can't be successful, but to kind of focus on one thing and it's kind of find a way how can I make more money like within what I'm doing already. So whether it's I'm adding, you know, snacks, beverages inside the unit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, look, you could, you know, drink this, this lick or whatever. I'm going to charge you a fee for mm-hmm. taking, you know, the bottle. Or if you need to check out late, I'm going to charge you extra fee. If you need to check in early, I'm going to charge you extra fee. Mm-hmm. So I'm making money within what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So that's how I kind of find ways to make money within the unit. But to do it for me, I was like, nah, because one of my very first businesses, I was actually, I owned a car dealership. Mm-hmm. So for me, that was like. I still have like nightmares about it. Oh, I wake up in the middle of the night, I have heat flash. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, why? Yeah. What was what was so wrong about it? Um, because I mean, you, it was just a lot of work, man. I mm. feel like I was slave to the business. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, I started my first business at age 22. Are you one of those Haitians that um, it's got a bunch of different hustles? Uh, you, you used to be, yeah, 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 yeah. Growing up, I always had like a hustle. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like since I was like 16 years old. You know what I'm saying? And I think the you know how Haitians I mean they work hard, right? So we uh, work hard, <laughs> hard, right, right? So I, I wanted to find a way, like growing up, man, how can I become successful and help my people out? Mm-hmm. You know, because growing up, my mom died when I was like nine years old. You know, so just my pops, we lived on welfare, we struggled. So you know, I always seen my friends get to do different things, multiple shoes, they got J's, and guess what? Mm-hmm. Can't get it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I was like, man, how can I figure? I could get some money, I could buy them J's, I could fit. Because you already know, man, in Miami. If you don't got a nice pair of kicks on, like you ain't, they picking on you. Especially Haitian too. Yeah, Haitian. Like, like, yeah. And then with my last name, don't make it no better. <laughs> they do attendance, roll call, do attendance. Eugene Fan Fan. Everyone laughing. Yeah. Oh, the ceiling fan? What jokes do they have about your last name? They're my like, last name is Dupaton. They be like, Stupaton? <laughs> Years. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so I said, man, what can I do to become successful? So I thought going to school, going to college was gonna be the way out. Mm-hmm. You know, so I went to college, graduated, and guess what? I was still broke. Mm-hmm. I wish I could take my diploma, give it back. I'm like, give me my money. Give my money <laughs> and my time back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so I went that route when school went to college and I only worked for a year. And I say, nah, this ain't for me. You feel me? Like this nine to five, yeah. I'm good. You know, um, 
Was your dad the one pressuring you to go to school? You already know how he used to be. Go to school. <laughs> go to college. I let go. Yeah, I let go. You, you know. <laughs> you know, go to school, go to college, you know. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I graduated. I got the job. And then I'm like, hold on, bro. Like, this ain't making sense. Like, I get paid. And I'm, I get paid on Friday. And I'm broke by Saturday. Yeah. I'm like, bro. So I said, no, nah, I'm good. So I, I, I saved some money. I came with a plane. You know what? Well, what can I do that I like? That I, like? I said, you know, I like cars. I'm a guy I like cars. You know what? Let me see if I get into the car game. So I saw the business, I told my pops, hey, look, I was like, um, you know, I quit that job. I'm like, so fair, like what you what you did? Mm. He said, so fair. I said, I said, I quit that job. He said, you better call some people, get your job back. <laughs> and I had to think to myself, I said, hold on, bro. Like in my mind, like, should I listen to my pops? Like, hold on. You make thirty thousand dollars a year. Thirty you live it? a year. Thirty K a year. That don't even go ahead. <laughs> thirty K. <laughs> 30k a year, so I'm like, you made 30k a year, and my mom said, look, man, I respect you as my pops, you raised me, but I can't take the financial advice from you. Yeah. I'm gonna be just like you, and I think a lot of times people are afraid to tell, like, tell people what they really want to do because they worried about what their friends may say, their parents may say, mm. but people are taking advice from people they would not exchange life with, do not exchange places with. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I think to myself, I can't take advice from you because I don't want the same lifestyle you had. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm not going back to that job. I'm gonna make it work. So um, we ended up making it work. We started a business, built it from the ground up. It took like maybe two years to get, really get some momentum and get some motion. And then we got it going. And, you know, we made some good money, but it just took a lot of my time. Mm-hmm. And I had some crazy stories. I had someone literally like, you know, buy one of my cars and finance it, but mm-hmm. gave all fake pay stubs. <laughs> so for you to get paid as a dealer, like all mm-hmm. these cars get financed, they, the bank will pay the dealer. But if there's any fake pay stubs, uh-huh. they can't pay you because they have no verified income. So literally, she took the car, fake pay stuff. The bank said, we can't approve this loan. So she got a car I paid for, driving around town for free. Couldn't get it back? Couldn't get it back. I had to take, I called the police. I said, hey, look, what well, this client did X, Y, and Z. She did this, da, da, da. They're like, well, it, it sounds like a silver matter. I said, hold on, bro. Like, <laughs> what, you had no low jack on it? You couldn't go pick it up? Um, nah, because when, if it was, usually what we used to do, if it's like buy here, pay here, we put a low jack on it. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? But if we're financing it through an outside bank, they say, you don't have to put it on it. So right. like, nah, we won't put it. So long as they work, they got income, you don't have to put the low jack on it. So I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. cool. But we end up finding it. You know what I'm saying? I had to take matters in my own hand. Mm-hmm. Um, what I did, which is crazy, the police didn't do nothing for like a straight week. I say, nah, this is crazy. I can't let you run off from a whip like mm-hmm. I can't get hit. I can't. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, I ain't going down like that. So um, I did some research mm-hmm. and I, I found out where her boyfriend worked at. Crazy. I found out where her boyfriend worked at. So I said, you know what? I'm going to approach your boyfriend. Like, where your girlfriend at with my car? So, <laughs> like, 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 real time. Like, like, so I called my worker, you know, uh, I had my little tool with me, you know, my thing with me. I called my, one of my work, my employees who was working with me. I said, let's go. So we went, had my little tool with me. And we then, say uh, tool. You know, um, you know, uh, concealed. Oh, okay. Yeah, make sure we always say paid. You know, concealed, you know, right. I got to keep it clean, you know, we, yeah. you know, keep it clean. But I have my concealed with me. So this can stuff be crazy. So I went, pull up to the job. How about I see her pulling out? Ain't that something? She see me, she turned back. She's like, she's seen a ghost. Her face went, she was shocked. And guess what she did? She hit it. Yeah, uh. <laughs> she was running. <laughs> then I'm like, you know, she's, you know, she's like, she's white. I'm black. So you know what? I call the police. I'm, you know, I'm hit them up. Hey, look, I found my car at X, Y, and Z. This is where she's going. All right, we're going to send a police officer there. And, you know, don't follow her. And I'm like, you're not going to know where she's at. Yeah. So I follow her. You gotcha. know what I'm saying? And then I follow her. I'm like, it is what it is. I hump the phone, follow her. And then we just follow her for like 10 minutes. And she pulled up. She was at another car lot. 
And I guess she was about to run the same play. Because <laughs> she realized we peeped game. And then I told the, the other car, I said, look, she's going to run the game on you. They want to yeah. listen. All right, do your thing. So, I, you know, we got our car back. It is. And then how about the police calls a week later? Are you, you know what? We're going to turn this to a robbery. It's a theft now. We'll go ahead and do the investigation. So I already got my car back. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I said, don't worry about it. So, 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 but it is a lot of work in the car business. So I got to a point as I'm mature, like, what can I do where it doesn't involve a lot of my time? It's mm-hmm. going to involve some time, but not a lot where I can still make good money mm-hmm. and I can have time freedom. So the car business for me was like, it took a lot of my time, even though I made money, but I couldn't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You know, just like people that work a great job, they may make six figures, but they have no time for their family themselves because yeah, yeah. they're working so much. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to really enjoy life. I got you. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> mention what you just said about um, like listening to parents and stuff, like especially with like Haitian parents. You know, all they know is coming from Haiti, and all they know is school. And like my parents, like my dad, he would always try to one. He would try to push like the piano and guitar and stuff. And I'm like, yo, dad, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> that's not what. This is not my. This not where my life is going. Yeah. They like, oh, I want you to go to school, be a doctor, a lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, bro, I don't want to do that. Oh, go do this. Listen. They they don't know, they don't understand like America you know like yeah, yeah, America yeah, 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 yeah. like this is the land of opportunity for real you could really create anything out of something well something out of nothing and um, if I would have listened to him I think if any one of my siblings would have listened to him man like we probably been at a job you know like I know a lot of people that went to school got four year degrees and don't even have a job in the field you know mm. have regular jobs at warehouses and stuff like that so like ain't no telling where I would have been but like <clears throat> what did your dad want you to be? It's, it's just go to college, get a job, good job. Oh, okay. Good job, you know. <laughs> good job, you know. And I, like, I ain't going to lie to you. Like, I'm keeping a honey with you. Like, I'm be honest, I didn't really like school like that. Me neither. You know, I didn't really like school because it's just like, it's like, man, I'm in school for eight hours. It felt like it was a full time. Think about it. Think yeah. about it. Like, yeah. when you work a full time job, you're working 40 hours a week, right? In school, when you go to middle school, high school, you're doing about eight hours a day. Yeah. Yeah. Out of the week, seven days out of the week, how many, how many days you go out to school? Yeah, five. five days out of the week. So it's basically like a full time job. But it's the crazy a, part is you ain't getting paid. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, I need my run me my check for me. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't really like school, to be honest with you. But I did obviously Haitian parents and all that good stuff. So I was having to my mom like, I'm finna go to college. So a lot of times, like growing up in Miami, is a lot of trouble. That's why I, t- I said earlier, like, look in the hallway, I said, look, like I didn't really like Miami at one point mm. because there's just so much crazy stuff going on. People just doing a lot of crazy nonsense. People getting killed, shot. Like yeah. I seen a lot of crazy stuff growing up in Miami. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, I don't, I don't really want to be around that. So, so I said, you know what? I got to figure it out. So I get into school, do what I got to do. And um, what part of Miami? My, um, I grew up in like Care City area. Okay. But so, how did you not like get in trouble? I used to do best, some bad stuff, but I never got caught. Okay. Let's, put, let's put it like that. Yeah. I never got caught. I was like real smooth with it, yeah. you know? Um, but I just give by God. By God's grace, like I never got caught. Like uh-huh. we just lucked out. Um, I can remember a crazy story in middle school. We was messing with what we eat, like in middle school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And my homeboy, I guess he was eighth grade serving or whatever. And then he, he, he give us one, like, hey, here's a pouch, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I remember we went out to the mall one time, middle school. And then I'm, we walk in and the police pull us over. He's like, hey, we're going to do a search. And you got it on I'm like, man, I'm going to get out of this one. <laughs> so when the police don't look, I take the thing out of my pocket. I sl- we slip it under the car. Yeah. And then we search our pocket. They didn't find it. Facts. So I, by God's grace, <laughs> y'all look out. But, um, but it always happened to my mind. You know what? Like, I got to get into college so that way I can become successful. Because that's all you know. Go to school, go to college. You're going to make money. Yeah. That's American dream. So I find that was a nightmare. You feel me? So, so nightmare. It's a, it's a nightmare. 
right? Everyone say the American dream. Nah, it's American nightmare. <laughs> I've been there, done that. Now you can't have a dream, just not school. Yeah, know? yeah, but I'm not, I'm not knocking school because, you know, I went to college. I'm not saying I regret it, but, you know, certain fields you may need, like a doctor, lawyer. But even if yeah. you went to college, it's a great experience. You may need that education, which is cool. But for me, I realized, like, you don't have to go to college to become su- successful. Um, so what I always put into my mind, like, you know what? I'm going to go to school. And I can remember, like, in, in senior year, a couple of my homeboys used to skip, like, class sometimes. We'll skip. We'll go to class, and then we'll ask the teacher, can I go to the restroom? We never come back. Yeah. We'll be in all lunches just hanging out. Mm. All three lunches hanging out in high school. So they're like, all right, let's, let's, let's go, to, go to the bathroom, and let's go to our lunch and hang out. You feel me? Kick it and vibe. And then I'm like, no, nah, let me knock out this classwork, and I'm going to come holler at y'all. Mm-hmm. So that's they go leave, and then I got my classwork. Once I'm done, hey, can I use the restroom? I'm in all three lunches hanging out with my, my boys. So that was on to my mind. I got to get my schoolwork done. And then um, I can remember, I didn't really tell my homeboys about this. I, I mean, I, they kind of seen I was focused, but I can remember they offered, hey, an extra day Saturday to study for like the ACT, SAT. Mm-hmm. I ain't tell them, you know, they're going to clown you. Yeah, like, hey, you're sure. a nerd. So I'm, like, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I signed up, but my mind, like, you know what? This is how I'm going to get to the money. Mm. You know, so, so I thought, that's how I'm going to get to the money. So, you know what? I'm going to do what I got to do, hang out, but still focus on my studies. You feel me? And um, we end up, you know, I end up getting a scholarship, whatever the case may be. But when I realized my environment was getting really toxic, like senior year, like all it was just being in the streets and doing all this stuff, I had to like kind of cut them off. Yeah. You know, and that's one thing I tell people, like your environment could literally either make you or break you. Right. And the reason why I say that, because it can either motivate you to do better. Like my environment, it got bad and toxic where it motivated me to do better. Mm-hmm. Right. And I had to decide to make a decision or that environment could hope could literally just make you worse. Like you're going to be stuck in that environment. So for me, it motivated me. You know what? I need to get out of it. So once I was going to college, I, I can't stay in Miami. I got to leave because mm-hmm. the environment is too crazy to the point where I had to cut people off. Like some people, what messed them up and keep them broke. Right. Like real talk is because they don't know how to cut people off. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They don't know how to cut ties because, you know, they always say the saying. Show me your friends. I'm going to show you your future. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if you hang around a whole bunch of people that ain't doing nothing, that's successful, you're going to be that fifth person and broke. Right? But if you hang around people like yourself, like mm-hmm. myself, that's successful, that's thinking about business, talking business, how can we make a business play mm-hmm. right now? You feel me? Mm-hmm. Then you're going to be successful. You're going to be rich. Unemployed like you. Mm-hmm. Unemployable. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> now, that line sounds so cliche, but it's so true, man. Like people would say like, oh, man, you, you hang around seven millionaires, you be the eighth or whatever. And people always say that and it's like, is that really true? No, that is very, very true because, let's like, say, if you hang around seven scammers, you know, if, if the conversation is always about scamming and spending money and, on designers and, and having sex with women all day, that's what your reality is going to be. 100. If I'm hanging around with a bunch of entrepreneurs and all we're talking about is how he just made a million dollars in a day or something like that, like, yeah. my, my brain is going to start sparking like, well, how the hell can I make a million dollars a day that's instead it. of scamming and designer or whatever? You know what I'm saying? The, the lower quality people are thinking. That's it. So that's that it. That's true. Yeah. So, so that's the reality. So I had to think, like, you know what? Like, you know, one thing I, I would think about, man, in order for my output, my outside surrounding to change, I got to change my input. Yeah. I got to change what I'm listening to. I got to change who I'm hanging around with. I got to change, like, the type of conversations I'm having. You know yeah. what I'm saying? In order for my output to change. So um, I just cut people off. Like, my homeboys, when I was in Tampa, they hit me up. Hey, can you, because, you know, the scene I was going to college and I was working, you know, on college campus, like, hey, can you get some, you know, information for me and such and such? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not on the phone, bro. You know what that means. You know what that means. <laughs> bro, I need that info, bro. <laughs> you, know, that info. you know what that means. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I hung the phone, bro. I changed my number. Damn. They still hit me up from back from the crib from Miami. I'm like, 
but they don't realize like any peep game like i'm not on that path like i'm good yeah. you know so i just cut them off strictly you know and I'm, I'm glad i did that because i wouldn't be where i'm at today because i'm talking like certain things that i could remember growing up that i could have got caught into like man it, it could have been bad yeah. you know like man we just like back in the day it's getting it's getting worse i ain't gonna say it's getting better like no, certain it's, parts it's, 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 it's getting worse man it's getting worse my homie just got shot up like a couple weeks ago like man, this, crazy he got a smoke shop out there he was in there like one two in the morning somebody just came by he don't know where it came from. He don't even got no beef. He don't even live. Wow. Out there. He live in Atlanta. He just came out there to visit. Yeah, take so it, it was yeah. somebody else, and <clears throat> it was dangerous. Like, people be forgetting about the other side of that bridge. Yeah, <laughs> Miami cool. Yeah, over there by South Beach and yeah, yeah, Brooklyn yeah. stuff. That's but nice. But you, you get on the other side. side. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, so I ain't you nothing to play with. You know, so so you know, for me, I just had to change my environment, and then um, stayed in Tampa because when I first, I didn't really like it. You know, because it's kind of slow pace. Then I got used to it, and then I started like, you know, I want to be in Miami. So I kind of like both. I, you know, I go to Miami, take care of business, see my family, you know what I'm saying? But, but do, yeah. Do you have a Haitian wife? Nah, she, she's Spanish. Oh. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's Spanish, man. Oh. Uh, what your dad say about it? Did your dad want you to have a Haitian wife? Um, I'm, I'm going to keep it 100, man. Like, growing, you, know, you know how some Haitian men be, man, they have a whole bunch of women. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so, you know, you were cool with it, you know? But it was just like, I, did, I was thinking about it like, man, my, my dad was doing his thing. Right. He was a whole bunch of women, you know what I'm saying? But he knew that I was like that. I kind of fought his footpath a little bit. Yeah. You know, he remember, I remember one time I borrowed his car, and then he got a car back in high school, whatever, and then he seen some rubbers, you know, some condoms in the, yeah. in a, in the glove box. And then, he, you know, you know I'm, I'm doing my thing. So yeah. it was like... It was like that silent code, yeah. you know. You know, yeah. Yeah. they ain't gonna tell you they love you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like they ain't gonna say it's a silent code. So he was cool with it, but you know, um, but yeah, she she she's Spanish from Nica, her parents from Nicaragua. What? Nicaragua. Nicaragua. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Um, have you ever thought about having a Haitian wife? Um, I thought about it, but it just uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. I love I love all, all nationalities. I love them all. Yeah. But I, I would say I did think the food, the Haitian food. My, my wife could cook though. She she could throw down the Spanish mm. food. Like she could throw down. But it's the Haitian food, the leg game. And yeah, yeah. Where you get it, that from? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but 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 yeah. So but yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I thought about it, but nah, 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 nah. I, mm. But but yeah. Where you get your Haitian food from? If your wife. Like hey. Oh, hold on, you trying to give me, hold on, you trying to give me trouble now. Hold no, on, no, man. hold no, on, hold no, on, no, on no, bro. Hold on, you can get it from your dad. He's trying to put me on the spot. He's trying to put me, hold on, bro. Your dad, your aunt, like, you know. Oh, hold on. The store down, <laughs> the restaurant down the street, you know. He's trying to hold. Because we need Haitian food. Who, who, who house you getting it from? <laughs> like, who house you getting it from? Getting it from somewhere. <laughs> but, uh, but nah, 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 I get it from the restaurant. My wife, crazy thing, my wife is cool, man. She she get it from, she, she, uh. She loved Haitian food too, mm-hmm. but we, you know, go to Haitian restaurants. She loved Haitian food because she she went to know if you familiar with Miami. She went to North Miami High School. Okay, yeah, yeah. a lot of Haitians on there in North Miami, so she's familiar with Haitian people. Her best friends Haitian, and one thing about my lady, which I love because you know, like in college, like I was doing my thing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm single. I love to mingle, doing my thing. You feel mm-hmm. me? But I got to a point I wanted to really just kind of settle down, and just you know, relax, focus yeah. on you know, just building myself up, building my empire, whatever the case may be, and. She was really cool. No stress, no headaches at all. She won't stress me and say, hey, I'm taking care of business. She's not blowing my phone up. Yeah. Like, I'm really taking care of business. I'm working, doing what I'm doing. She didn't really blow me up. Mm. You know, I'm like, man, she may be the one. I say, look, like, this is, this is my vision, right? Like, I told her, I said, look, this is my vision. Like, I'm not trying to be working my whole life. I told her that when I, like, tw- I said, look, I ain't trying to be working my whole life. Mm. This is my vision. Like, you're going to rock. We're going to have some tough times building business. Like, it ain't going to be easy. We're going to have some broke nights. 
some broke weeks because we're building a business. It's not going to be overnight success. Mm-hmm. And she was cool with it. Like, because you have some women that may not be cool with it because you got your low moments. You got your broke moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was cool with it. I'm like, dang, you know what? Like, this may be the one right here. So we, we built from the ground up. Um, and that's what we realized. You know what? I, I need to lock in with this, this person. I think for anyone that's really trying to build a solid business, what will help you is you have a good woman on your, a woman on your side, it make it a whole lot easier. It, it's safe to say that <clears throat> women that don't cause you stress uh, typically get chosen. Yeah. 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 I would say so. Yeah. But but then you have some guys that just they just love the headaches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they will take they will take the, the, the look. Fuck it. Like I'm a, she, she fine. I'm gonna just take the head. Yeah, we, 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 used to, we used to have the saying like around, especially summertime. Like, don't let that seven dollar sundress cost you, you know, thousands of dollars in child support. Damn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 you my boys, don't let seven dollar a sundress cost you thousands of dollars a month in child support now. And that sundress really do cost seven dollars. <laughs> sundress is the devil. <laughs> How long you been married? Uh, we've been married six years. Six been. years. It's been good, man. We have, it's not always been perfect. Mm-hmm. Had some rocky moments. Um, we're going on seven years, but um, been good. Been good. Have you been to Haiti? Nah. No? Nah, nah, nah. I want to go. It's a little but you are, you know, you know the stories, man. Yeah, yeah, it's a little dangerous right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So <clears throat> I went one time back in um, 2014. Mm. Life changing experience. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it just made everything make sense. Like, well, you grew up in Miami, so you was around tons of Haitians. I was born in Jersey, mm. and we moved to Atlanta when I was around like eight. So, like the Haitian traditions, like we kind of like it was still in our household, but I couldn't see it in any other household. So ah. it kind of like it kind of like diminished a little bit, and I kind of like forgot. But when I went to Haiti, everything made sense. Like, why does my mom have a fucking bucket in the shower, taking a <laughs> cup and pouring over my head? Like, yeah, it didn't make sense. But when I went to Haiti, like. Oh, this is where it came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the bathrooms, um, the like the, the food, everything. Like I ate so some fresh food out there. We got a chicken off the side of the road. <laughs> Dog, I a, lot, a live chicken? Live chicken. I don't even eat chicken. We got a chicken off the side of the road. They they bought it for however much and slaughtered it, whatever, came back and like two hours later, bro. This was the best chicken, chicken you, I you had. ever had in my Haitian life. Oh my God, bro. I came back to America like, dog, I ain't never touching this chicken. It ain't real chicken. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. real chicken. Good chick. Yeah, 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 that yeah. That was yeah, real yeah. chicken. So, they always say that all the time. You go to the island, you get some authentic food. Like, authentic food. Compared bro. to the States, like, they put a lot of chemicals, products in yeah. the, you know, the food, processed foods and all of that. So, you yeah. can literally taste the difference out there. Bro. Mm. It, it was like, I was eating, you could feel the life of the chicken. It's so, <laughs> it was so weird. But, like, <clears throat> eating this chicken now is just like you eating food. But over there, I felt like I was eating. Energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. energy. That's our energy. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, life changing experience, bro. I can't wait to go back. I can't wait to buy some property out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to check it out. I want to check it out one day. Yeah, they said they can't get people. I heard when things get better, I'm, I want to definitely check out Haiti, the homeland. You know where your parents from? Um, Port au Prince. And I think um, another spot, Ocop. Some of my family's from Ocop. I think that, is that Captain? Cap? Cap Haitian. Somewhere. Cap Haitian. I think somewhere, yeah. I think somewhere. I think, yeah. Cap Haitian and Port au Prince. <laughs> Yeah, I love it out there, bro. I'm going to be a Haitian wife. Yeah. You ain't do it, but I'm going to do it for <laughs> you. You're going to do it for me. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> How many children do you have? Uh, we got two. I got what? two. I got a boy and girl. My, uh, my boy, three, and then my, uh, my daughter's one. Oh, you just started. 
Early, you got kids? No. No? Nah, oh, you, you, you got all the freedom. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. How old are you? Uh, 33. I'm same age. Yeah. Crazy. Feel, I feel bad when I meet guys my age that got kids and a wife. For real? Nah. <laughs> like, what am I doing with my life, man? <laughs> but ain't, too, ain't too late, man. Nah, it ain't too late, but damn, bro. Like, it ain't too late, man. I need something, man. You, you, you're, you're in your prime. <laughs> you in your prime. That's what I'm saying. I'm in my prime, bro. <laughs> Why would I give this up? But no, I really... That shit is over. I've been in my prime for 10 years, bro. 10 years? This shit ain't nothing, man. Now, how did you choose your wife? Like, what made you choose her? The Spanish lady. Yeah, so, so. <laughs> I'm fine. <with> <laughs> great, great. Uh, man, like, you know, I did my thing. Like I said, I was, you know, dating, talking to and other. You was outside. So. No, I was outside. You know, I was outside. And um, it got to a point, like, because I was, I went to USF. I was in a frat, you know. So we always go to, you know, have house parties and all that good stuff, yeah. do our thing, whatever the case may be. Alpha. So you look like Alpha for sure. <laughs> um, so so you know, we did our thing or whatever. But it got to a point like senior year, like my 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 boys would hit me up, hey, let's go to the club and X, Y, and Z, you know. Or even mm-hmm. after I graduate, I'm like, nah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. It just got it was the same mo- the thing, just doing the same thing over and over again. Like, nah, I'm good, man. You just go to the club, get drunk, do the same thing. I'm like, nah, I'm straight. Mm-hmm. And then um I got to a point. It's like when you think about it, it's the same routine. You 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 meet a young lady, right? You maybe go out one time and, and you do a thing, right? Whatever you do. And then I got to a point. I'm like, man, I'm spending all this money, right? I'm spending all this money, you know. And I'm like, man, like I'm good off that. So it got to a point where I went to different phases. I'll say phases. So I got to another phase where I'm like, I'm not taking no chick out. Like I'm not. We're not going on a date. We ain't going nowhere. You, you can't be seen with me because. Someone else may see, I'm like, nah, either, you know, we talk, do our thing, we do, we don't, we don't. I got to that phase, mm-hmm. right? And then it got to a point saying, you know what, like, I, I'm at a point where I really just want to, like, settle down and just really focus on, on building. I kind of got all that stuff out my system, right? And it's like, I really want to settle down and do what I got, you know, mm-hmm. just be one, one person and focus on, you know, building ourselves and whatever that we got going on. And she just stood out to me, right? Because she wasn't like, you know, just just want to go out on a weekend every time or she wasn't one thing I looked at too was like because especially back then like it probably got worse now this the culture is like you know most women they choose a guy based on how they look perception this person got money I want to rock with him mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and that's one thing for me I said I don't want no chick just talking to me because she think I got money or not when I was broke I was working the job you know what I'm saying but you got to put that front on you feel me mm-hmm. and I was like I don't want no one you know the lot will be with me just because they think I got money because they ain't going to be there for a long haul. If I'm down and I'm on my last, mm-hmm. they're going to be out. So I really wanted someone that was like, you know what, they're going to be with me when I'm down. So and I realized she wasn't focused on what I got. You know what I'm saying? She was really with me for who I am. And she wasn't really outside like that going out on the weekends. And she was down to, you know, look at my vision, say, this is what I want to build. I said, nah, this this may be the one right here. And then on top of that, it was no headaches. She didn't stress. He gonna say that. No, she didn't stress me. If, I, if, I'm, if I'm out with my boy, like she ain't call it. It could be midnight, one in the morning. I'm really out just doing, you know, hanging out my boys, doing nothing. And she won't bother me. I say, hey, I'm here. I text, I'm here. She don't, she don't blow my phone up. If I'm working, taking care of business, hey, I'm here in a meeting. I'm here. She don't blow me up. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, nah, she, she good. Dog is living stress-free. I can tell. Skin clear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stress-free stress, stress is the way to be. What? value would you say 
your wife brings to you? Um, man, she brings a, a lot of value, right? She holds down the household, um, but also I'll say within business, mm. right? Because, you know, we all have different personalities, right? So I'm not the office type person, like do paperwork and messages and emails and mm. different things like that when it comes to the business. That's more her part. You know what I'm saying? And then another thing, too, uh, not that I'm kind of have old school traditions, but the other thing is I don't cook. I don't cook. You know what I'm saying? She know how to throw down. So I, I tell her, like, you know, she don't stress about it. I was like, look, like, I know how to make money, but mm-hmm. I don't cook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, can, like, I can make a bowl of cereal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I, I, I swear, since we've been together, I have not cooked dinner. Right, we probably go out go on dates and things like that, but I just that's not me. I I could probably make breakfast, some a nice breakfast, but you don't, you don't take your wife on dates. Yeah, hey, we go on dates. Oh. Yeah, we still date. You know, you still want to date each other, right? So we still go on dates and things like that. So, but she's the other side of me, right? So you know, one thing I always look at is like, because in a Bible, God laid out for us already. He's like, look, Eve is going to be a helpmate, right? So she's like my helpmate. You know what I'm saying? Because we all need a kind of part. We can't do life alone, but also when it comes to like. Just taking care of certain things I'm not good at. She got it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I feel like my success, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now in life, also in business, without her. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I think she brings that value, holding down the household, um, taking care of business from, from away. You know what I'm saying? And then um, just there for the support as well, too, because we all need that support. You're going to have some down moments and you're going to need somebody in your corner. Every time. What, what value would you say you bring? Um... I would say more of the mental, more of the, the mindset, you know, because she, she may get stressed out about certain things, but I have the mindset, like, you know what, we're going to get through this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're going to figure it out. Um, and then also just coming up with certain plays um, when it comes to business, different ideas, because she was actually one who was like, hey, I don't think we should do, you know, um, you know short-term rental or Airbnb, right? But I always was the, I will say the risk taker. Mm-hmm. I'm the risk taker. You know what I'm saying? And some women are risk taker, but she's not a risk taker, right? I'm the risk taker. And I think that's a benefit because if I ain't taking no risk, an entrepreneur, we just risk takers. Yeah. That's all it is. We just take a risk. We start a business, but everyone do business. And even if you're nine to five, you're still a business owner. You're just not getting paid as a business owner. But I'm a risk taker. And I think because the risk that I took, it helps put us in a position. Like, you know, was able to build a house from the ground up, like, building a legacy right now god forbid something happened to me like our family is good because i set up certain things already into place already we already have an estate planning done already but i'll say me taking the risk to start a business me taking the risk to do something different right like hey look you know what this is going to work i'm gonna make sure it works so i think i bring that vibe to the aspect where she could feel like you know she's safe like she don't gotta worry about hey gene gonna come home with the meat like i'm gonna bring it to the crib Mm. like i'm gonna figure some stuff out Mm. so i think that's the vibe that i bring to our relationship and in our marriage Mm. that's what's up I feel lonely, bro. Hey, go give me a wife. I got you. My man's, my man's. My man's right here. He about to do his thing. Yeah, congratulations. Congratulations. How you feel, Stormy? How you feel? Yeah, you happy and stuff? I'm the only person. Oh, what's up, dog? Um, <clears throat> okay, so what else you got for the people, man? Um, one thing I was thinking about, right, since we, we was talking about was talking about just like, you know, uh, Spanish women and, and different things like that. And it made me think about also what we're doing now, because you got to get creative in anything that you do. Any business you do, you got to figure out how can I stand out mm-hmm. from everybody else within what I'm doing. So when it comes to doing Airbnb and short term rental, we don't just focus on vacation rentals. 
like we focus on how can we be different and be creative. So we focus on travel workers, travel nurses, uh, military professionals. Um, but the other thing we just we're doing right now, we're locking in an Airbnb in Mexico. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to be running the play over there in Mexico as well, mm-hmm. too. It's going to be a villa, um, turnkey, ready to go. So we actually flying out there next month. You're not worried about the cartel? Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> but it's, it's in Tulum. So it's in Tulum, Mexico. Mm-hmm. So we, we go, we're setting up to get everything situated for next month. So we're going to. So you don't only have to do Airbnb and short term rental in the States. You can do it internationally. Mm-hmm. Right? Who's going to furnish the place for you? It's already furnished. Oh. So it's turnkey. Oh. So you have landlords out there that allow you to run the same play here, rent to arbitrage, run it there. It's turnkey, ready to go. I wonder why they don't do it. But so, like even the landlords here, they could do it, but it's like they don't want to deal with the hassle. Yeah. Right. Like you know, I, I just rather get paid this amount of money mm-hmm. in rent. Mm-hmm. You pay me, and 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 that's it. You know, you <clears> make <throat> your money. So same play we're running here in the states, we're gonna run it over there in Mexico mm-hmm. as well too. So I guess when that go good, you just gonna get a, a bunch of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what I thought about too was like, man, I want to make it fun. You feel me? Like anything I do, I don't want it to be boring. That's one thing about me. Like, I used to work a lot of jobs, but I used to quit a lot of them. Like, I used to do custom server jobs. I'm like, man, this stuff is boring. I'd be there for a month, I'm bored. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm out. I got to do something different because I like stuff that's fun. Mm-hmm. That's I kind of like Airbnb because I could see different places or whatever the case may be. So, like, now we're going to take a vacation for our anniversary. We're going to be there for like seven days. So, it's like, now we can stay at a spot, take a vacation. It's free. Because I spot and we making money on it. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I want to do now. Like, you know what? Let me get spots where I probably want to vacate at. Right? DR. Right? I want to go to DR one, one day. I've never been there. I want to go to DR one day. So You know what they say about DR. What did they say? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can't go by myself, though. I got to bring the wife with me. So You're going to have to. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to bring the wife. I'm going to have to bring the wife with me. So, yeah. I'm going to have to. I'm to bring the wife with me. I, I, I heard. So I'm going to have to bring the wife with me. <laughs> Huh? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know. Right? I'm just there for the food. Man. Yeah, yeah. The food. <laughs> the food. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah. No, that, so, that's smart, though. That's smart. Um, having spots in places that you want to travel to and that you know other people want to travel to. Correct. Oh, yeah, correct. I got a spot in uh, DR. Yeah, go, yeah. That's it. You know what I'm saying? So it just, it just, makes, it, just makes, it, makes it fun. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like. It's a business, but in the, the day, it's like it's a business that you enjoy doing. It's like, all right, well, it's fun. You know, it's not something that's boring. Then you're making money at the same time, so it's a plus. What's your vices? Um, you being a, a man that makes a lot of money, what, what's your vices? A vice? No, vice. Like struggles that I have? I wouldn't say struggles. <laughs> like uh, things that you might be addicted to, like I'm spending money. Like, let's just say my vice would be. Spending money on shopping, strip clubs, dates. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, man, let me. I mean, at the point where I'm at, man, I've been in the business game like well over ten years. I started my first business twenty two, mm. so I made a lot of mistakes like in my earlier years, like blowing money, going out, right, or buying clothes, shoes, designers. So now, I think sometimes I may overspend on this, but I think it's a good thing is I invest into like mentorship. I invest into like knowledge, like yeah, I'll yeah, spend yeah. money like to learn something because mm-hmm. I'm always thinking of something as an investment. Like I'm thinking, mm-hmm. how can I get a return on this investment? Mm-hmm. That's all I think about. So I'm at a point where I don't spend a lot of money. Yeah. That could, and then I, that could be a vice because sometimes like I don't I celebrate all my wins. Like, you know, what? I'm going to yeah, celebrate yeah. myself and do this, mm-hmm. which I need to do as well too. like I, I had this big goal accomplished. All right, let me go 
buy something. Let me go yeah. do this. I'm more like, you know what? How can I invest this money? Mm. They make it work because my mind's like, if my money's sitting in the bank, I'm losing because it's not making me no money. Mm-hmm. Right? So I would say that I'm not really a type of person that, that go out, that blow money and spend money. Yeah. I'll buy me a nice designer. I'll do whatever the case may be. But I don't do anything crazy. But I, now I get to a point where I celebrate myself. Like one of my goals, like now I do that now. Right. But before I, I didn't. Mm. But I think that's something that we have to do, which I think is very important as people. And it's not even just pertaining to business. It could be anything you accomplish. Mm. Celebrate that win. It could be a weight goal. If you lost weight, especially yeah. for the ladies, you lost a couple pounds. Yeah. Celebrate that win. Mm. Right. Um, you accomplish a, a career goal. Celebrate that win. And I feel like we don't celebrate ourselves enough. Especially with social media, we're always comparing, right? Yeah. And we don't feel like we're good enough because mm-hmm. we see this person got this, we see this person got this. Like, well, I don't, I don't got nothing. Right, right, right. Like every day you alive and you breathing, you're blessed. Exactly. So you got to find something to celebrate. So I think that's a vice that I got to celebrate myself more mm-hmm. when it comes to business win, personal wins. I would say that's a vice because I get to a point where I just want to work, 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 work. Yeah, it's like, you know what? Yeah. I don't have to. Like I can right, enjoy right. life, enjoy the fruits of labor, spend time with family. So I'll say that's a vice for me. I think when, when it comes to celebrating wins, we look at, let's just say your goal was a million dollars and you only touched a hundred K. That is a win. That is a celebration, man. We didn't hit the target, but bro, we you had to go. Close. We are yeah. one step closer. You had to go. Let's celebrate it to, to motivate us to keep on going. That's so it. like, let's just say for a person that was trying to lose 50 pounds, if they lost 10, like that's a celebration. That's a goal. Yeah. Last week I was, I was, it wasn't this. Correct. Correct. So correct. Correct. I feel like we'd be, uh, we'd be thinking of the end goal. Correct. Like, correct. Correct. We got to celebrate, bro. Celebrate small wins. And I think that's very important. That's a great point that you bring up. We got to set small goals and big goals. Yeah. 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 Short-term goals and long-term goals as well too. Mm. Right. Um, because when we're too hard on ourselves, it can mess us up mentally. Yeah. And mm. I think that's very important. Like our mental health is very, very, very key. Yes. Right. Mental health. Because a lot of times we could focus so much on making the money, but we're mm. not taking care of our mental health mm. by being too hard on ourselves. What's what's ways you do you deal? Do you battle with mental health? Like, is it is it something that you struggle with anything? Um, nah, I, I don't struggle with mental health. And I think part of the reasons that I don't struggle with it. And I think we all got and as humans, we all got our moments like mm. we all got it. Like ain't nobody perfect. So anyone say they perfect, they lying to you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I can say I have been exposed to like mental health, like like certain disabilities, like part of my family or whatever yeah. the case may be. I can remember my mom growing up. Um, she yeah. had her moments like bipolar, whatever the case may be. I can remember that growing up. She had to go to the hospital and, and things like that. So I think growing up and seeing that, like I'm very conscious on just certain things that I take in mm-hmm. um, because, again, like we could mess up our mental. So I think I'm I, I'm really good at that because I seen what my mom went through when she was alive. So it's like, all right, well, I know mental health is very important. How did your mom pass, if you don't mind me asking? Man, actually, I ain't gonna lie, I, I don't even know. To be honest with you, it was crazy. Um, we're still trying to figure it out. I think um, she went to Haiti, right? And they, she had like an episode, because um, you know, she had like bipolar, so I guess they didn't know how to deal with it. And I don't, I don't know, they, they said they gave her medicine, and unfortunately she passed away, so. In Haiti? In Haiti. Wow. In Haiti, so. And she, we, she died when you was nine? Yeah, when I was nine. Did that make you, um, did that affect your relationships with women? Like mm. not having your mom, right? Needing that type of like feminine energy? Yeah, 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 yeah. I could, I could say it, it did, you know, not having my mom. Because, you know, especially when you're a boy, like you, you, you attach to your mom, yeah. right? Compared to your pops and your dad. So I could say it, it, it did. It kind of impacted me. You know what mm. I'm saying? Because me and her was like this. Mm. 
right, growing up, I can remember, like, you know, when me and my sister do something, my other sister, we get in trouble, she put us on punishment, but she left me off, she let me off punishment early. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But we had that tight relationship and bond. So it did have, like, an impact um, on me. So it's something I had to, like, work and build, like, mm. um, just to kind of know how to, like, be loved by women mm. and things like that, just because I didn't have that full love, only, only up to when I was, like, nine years old with her. Yeah. I would, I would, I mean, my mom passed away when I was oh, sorry, 30, four years ago. And I think... You know, like I'd be missing that, like, like love. Mm. And I'd be trying to find it, like, within different women. And then, yeah, 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 yeah. It ain't the love I'm looking for. And up, up to the next. Yeah. Just ask. Just yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So, um, leave him out with a final statement, man. Oh, okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. So, y'all, so if you, you guys want to learn, like, more deeper about, like, what we do when it comes to Airbnb, but really how to spice it up and take this short-term rental game to the next level, not just trying to have a basic Airbnb, but take this thing to the next level, leveraging the strategy I just talked about with, you know, travel workers, travel nurses, um, even partnering up with insurance companies, right, that's going to be able to, you know, give you a, a client that's going to stay there for three months, they're going to pay you up front $10,000, $15,000 up front monthly, um, then you want to tap into this five-day Airbnb challenge that we're doing. Um, we're going to break down these three-step process. Number one, we're going to teach you how to get your LLC so you can get business funding to leverage OPM. The second thing that we're going to teach you once you get OPM and you get the bag, we're going to teach you how to do OPP, which is other people properties, mm. right? How to leverage other people properties and make money. So you don't got to buy. You're going to be able to tap into real estate without having to spend thousands of dollars to actually buy real estate to do Airbnb. The last thing we're going to teach you is we're going to teach you how to automate the business, set up your virtual assistant team. So you can set up a virtual front desk where you could be hands off. You could be on vacation somewhere with your family, friends, and you're still getting paid in your sleep. We're going to be breaking this down in this five day challenge step by step um, in these five days. If you guys want to tune in and get registered, register at the bnbchallenge.com slash rich. And you guys will be able to get into the rooms going to be next month up and coming. And I'll see you guys inside the challenge. All right. <clears throat> It's another great episode of Rich Unemployed, the podcast, best podcast in the world. I'm your host, Jonathan Dupatine, and I'll see y'all next time. I appreciate you, man. No, no doubt. Okay. Yeah.